Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Something's off. Yes. Do you think there is hope for DC now? Oh, I, mm, that's an interesting and complicated one to drop right before the intro. Mm. I want there to be. Tell you what, let's discuss it. Welcome <laughs> to, and that's why we messed up the podcast talking about neither. Uh, Nerdery, geekism, and all else in between from a South London postcode. I'm one of your awesome hosts, Shanna's. Next to me is Big Man Booger Red. Yeah, I... yeah, I'm not too bad. Good afternoon, good morning, and good night to everyone that's probably listening worldwide. Hope everyone is well and good. And to my right, I have the instant classic, the head mm-hmm. of the table, the tribal chief. Tribal chief. Right. <laughs> Himself. How you doing, so, bro? I am I am doing good. I am doing good. So let's talk about it. So yeah, while we were while we were um off, uh, James Gunn dropped to uh, what the future of the of the DC was he was he calling it now? He basically clarified that some things are gonna be like uh in a different universe in DC and some are in the kind of every everyday DC every yeah, I'm, I'm going to call it DC A New Hope. That's what I'm going to call it. Cause I think that's, um, wow. To, no pressure. No pressure. To, but, but no, but to be fair, to be fair, mm. this, if this doesn't this doesn't speak to like hope and faith. True. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, like, like this video came out of nowhere for me. I can't even remember what I saw. Cause I don't, it I don't, I don't, it I don't, came out of nowhere. Like, I, know, I just I, saw. Cause I know Big Man sent it to us, but I saw it beforehand. Mm. And I saw, I think I saw it through. I think I actually saw it through um, um, the DC TikTok, if I'm mistaken. I think you know what I think I got a shout out. Uh, Blurred Eye Review. No, I sorry. No, no, sorry. No, 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 no. You, you can, you I mean, can thank them. Sorry. <laughs> it's like wow. Okay. Uh, shout out to Blurred Eye Review. Um, I think that's where I saw the announcement 
when that dropped. I think no. it's around the same time that it came out. Yeah, I think I remember. Mm. Yeah, actually, I saw it on um, James Gunn's Instagram. Actually, I remember now. Okay. And when he was just like talking about, there, are, there are certain titles that he started bringing up, and I was like, "Oh crap!" Oh, like I was, I was literally like Hawkeye in the End Game. Like, don't, don't you dare! Don't give me hope! Don't you? Yeah. Don't yeah. you? Yeah. Don't you dare! I, what was your moment? Because I, I had a moment. I had what a was your moment, bruv. I only had two, to be fair. Go for it. Uh, for me, I mean, to be fair, everyone knows I'm a gun fan. I, I do like his content. I loved what he did with Peacemaker. I mean, I went mm. into that with no expectations, not that out of the park. We all love Guardians for what yeah. he did anyway. So there's a little bit of, hmm, is he going to make like this whole DC hope, a new hope, as it were, bro? a guardian based event or is he gonna actually do some research and to be fair what he's came out with i'm all game and with the announcements of what he's making i mean we all know about the amanda wallace series but there's two things for me that stood out mm-hmm. one of them i think we're all universally going to agree with i'm one not too sure now for me when he was naming left right and center about what he was going to do I mean, there was Paradise Lost, Brewster's Gold, Creature Commandos, who was naming out. The the Lantern series, in a true detective style, that could be a game changer, if done correct. Mm. To be fair with that one, I was, when he said that, I was like, do you know what? If also a fact that there are like, human-wise, like four, or you know, five now, Lanterns yeah. six. Well, you got Hal Jordan, um, Carl Rayner, Guy Gardner, John Stewart. Um, I forget the woman's name. And I forget the new um, uh, the other guy, the Muslim guy. I forget uh, they're the six of them actually altogether. Um, it makes sense in that regard, but depending on how they're going to present it, that's a whole other story. But yeah, but like, but it's called it's the Green Lantern Corps because I mean, because literally I remember there was a series of comics called the Green Lantern Corps that came out. I don't know if they're still going to this day, but back in the I day, I started that, never completed that that run. Yeah, it, it never ended. It kept going to be fair, well, but <laughs> but um, yeah, because I remember it basically just um, tied into basically the green lantern core like it was it's basically like the dc version of i guess cops in a sense yeah so it's basically like you're following like different members of the green lantern core going through certain adventures through the galaxy so if they're doing it in that kind of like true, true detective style it makes sense in that regard because they are at the end of the day an intergalactic police station so yeah. it makes sense mm. what's, what's your one now you see that i think was quality but the two things that stood out for me one uh-huh. was the brave and the bold which was their yeah that, yeah they, that as, as i've got that series in trade and i loved every page of that mm-hmm. it was a brilliant story absolutely mm-hmm. brilliant so if done right could do well but i remembered when i i can actually imagine where i was i was actually on the way home from work hearing this announcement while i was on the bus and when he said oh blah 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 we had the uh-huh, i'm like so did he just no 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 let me rewind that again and he said oh and we have the mm-hmm. now when i heard people just say it's not cocktease and all of us yeah, come on man <laughs> when he said the authority mm-hmm. if i could have screamed on public transport without probably being sectioned for the mental health acts or something i thought i would have been all right but that defining moment that was it for me i didn't hear anything else i just said the authority that is something which, thanks to you, Clint and Brub, I got into. 
absolutely loved. So I owe it both to you guys for getting me into that. How do you guys feel about it? Well, uh, go, bruv. Go. Well, um, there are a few things that got me a hype because, like, one, like, love or hate, beat Marvel, beat DC. I am more of a Marvel fan, but I do love DC. I always want anything comic related to do well in other media. That's always going to be. True. That's always going to be my my um my view on it. Like, you, yeah. you have your fanboys and fangirls who are always into one thing and loyal to one thing. I just want it all to do well, so. It, it yeah. grows and people learn more about it and they do their homework and actually start to enjoy the actual physical media of comic books and graphic novels and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So um when they started announcing when they started like talking about All Star Superman now that's probably one of my favourite Superman stories they did because like it was a very like it was a very weird one due to the fact I, like of what it was about. Because for those who don't know, with with, um, with All Star Superman, it was basically about Superman living his last moments of life. Yeah. And but you saw a lot more about Superman when it came to his intelligence, when it came to his strength, when it came to his humanity. Like his version, like, like Grant Grant Morrison's uh, version of um, of um, Superman and Clark Kent, especially done by done with um, Frank Quietly's art, like. He like he captures. How can I describe it? So like in, for example, like in um, the first Superman film, there was that moment um, where Lois spoke to Superman for the first time, and had to, yeah. or did the interview did, did the interview with Superman for the first time, and then he flies yeah. away, and then a few seconds later you see um, you see Clark knocking on the door, and then there's that moment where you like he sees he's dressed up as Clark Kent, and he's like patting himself on the back kind of thing. Then he does Ooh. like he does like a slight movement. We just like he like straightens himself up and then you see superman for, for a fraction of a second yeah like because like is, yeah yeah like, i know i know it so well yeah, yeah yeah frank quietly catches that in art so well because like when you see his clark Kent, he's like slightly hunched over he is very like he's very like you know like he he, he carries himself very small yeah he's browbeaten yeah exactly so basically yeah, like yeah. He, so like because everyone, everyone always complains about Superman's disguise being just glasses at the end of the day, but it's not about the glasses, it's about how he carries himself as Clark Kent, because a lot of times you will overlook Clark Kent because he, he carries himself very small, very yep. diminutive, you don't notice him, you will notice him from Frank, basically, but and all it takes him just to straighten up that slight bit, just good, cause a good like, back straighten yep. up, boom, you see Superman, and he, caught, he catches that really well in the art. Um, and again, to see that in the live action environment, that would be pretty amazing because, like, again, I don't know who you can cast as Superman. Their Superman now. I mean, I mean, you could, you could, you could just get like, you know, like Harry Catfall. But, but, um, <laughs> but I don't see, it, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't, I don't see it happening anytime soon. But I mean, no. you, 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 you could. But you could, um, you, you, you could just, just, you know. Um, yeah, like big. Say again. They wanted a younger Clark. Um, Henry Cavill's like what? Barely thirty? Fine. That's not even there. Someone younger. Oh, whatever. Anyway, um... it's not even about that. I just want I want someone to encapsulate that sense of awe that Christopher Reeve did. That's it. I want to see that moment where, as you said, but that bit, and there are bits where, you know, the you know the the kill the kill bill. Kill Bill 2 and the whole judgment about Superman is that's a perfect synopsis about Superman mm. and his judgment as as who we are. But 
acting it out, I'll be honest, barely, barely anyone who's, who's got in the shoes has has done it. Has done that whole kind of juxtaposition of that the between that moment between Superman and Clark Kent. And Chris Reeve was perfect, stammery, because even though he is big, he he some you can notice, especially like when he goes into the Daily Planet in the old ones, you see him diminish ever so, just just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit. And there is a difference. That's why those scenes and that music and that framing speaks out and and sound and and is is all of it. And I've I've unfortunately in all the iterations. I've seen very few people carry it off in the same way. But it's what's picked up in the artwork, as you said, bruv. Mm. But sorry, sorry to cut you there. That's just... fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um Batman Brave and the Bold. Now Damien Wayne is my favorite little psycho. He's my favorite. He's my favorite little sociopath. I love him to death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You do. You do love you some Damien. Yeah, like like like, when, like if, if I'm gonna say my my all time favorite Robins, I'm always gonna say Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson, Dick Grayson. Nightwing yeah. Robin. He's always gonna be my favorite Robin. But Damien is definitely a close second because he's I, like part of me wishes I was like him in the sense I wish I had his training at his age. Oh, but obviously that, that was never gonna happen because my my no, parents aren't. No, my, my, no. My, da, my my dad's not a megalomaniac who's no. who's immortal and. Um, well, my granddad even, and my uh, mother isn't. Well, hmm, actually, well, let's, let's, let's do that. <laughs> podcast, different podcast altogether. Um, but in all, but yeah, but like, see, I want to see, I, I want to see him catch as well because I feel like because the thing is, like, one of my favorite things about Damien's story is his relationship with Batman, his dad, yeah. his actually biological dad, and seeing that relationship grow and become rocky and get better and get worse because they both don't know how to rejuggle emotions and be a father and son do it. It's really just mm. it's a great roller coaster of emotions. So, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. I'm really looking forward to seeing that. But 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 the authority. <laughs> the authority. Now James Gunn made some some amazing announcements. A lot of things he said was was, was just was just hit, kick, ticking all the boxes in the in the Warren Book of Awesomeness. But do you remember way back when, way back when, when I had that I had a copy of the um, Global Frequency um, pilot? Yes. yes. Yeah. See now, yes. now Warren S is one of my favorite writers. Like. Mm hands down one of my favorite writers i love his novels i love his graphic novels uh his stuff makes would make great tv in all in all in all shapes and form and the authority was probably well one it was the comic book that brought me back into reading comic books again and two it was just an amazing story and it gave me some amazing characters and the fact that he said he's gonna bring that and make it a part of the main dc universe what what y- yes and if you, people don't know who the, the authority is basically just think just think how can i describe it i, I want to say a justice league avengers but on coke or lsd yeah. or all of the above like a cocktail of drugs basically like they're just a badass superhero team who don't give a fuck they are the yeah. authority they don't need authority yeah. because they are the authority i mean you like the fact that James Gunn is going to be helming this makes perfect sense because, like, think, think the Suicide Squad the one James Gunn did, but instead of it being on eight, it's dialed up to eleven. 
Yep. That's what you should get with the authority. Like, it's just... Oh, mm. <laughs> like, I, I can't express how excited about how excited I am about that, the prospect of that. I've always wanted to see a live-action authority, regardless if you made it a part of the DC universe or made it its own thing. It would have worked either way because they're a multiversal traveling superhero group, so it makes perfect sense to keep it mm-hmm. separate if you wanted to. But at the same time... Don't make me have hope, goddammit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm going to pick up from now. Um, yeah. Don't make me have hope. And I was listening to it, and Waller seemed really interesting to me. Mm. Um, especially because he was with Violet Davis. I am for that. Making it an HBO as well is like, okay, I, I, I like that. But let's be real, I lost it all when I heard The Authority. I, I completely lost it when I heard The Authority. That's one of my fittest. I, I, it got me back into comics, just like, bruv, bruv literally handed the baton to me. It was like, read this. And I was like, what did I just read? Uh, Jenny Sparks is one of my favorite characters. Um, I, I love it. And I love the fact that one of the first times I see her, she's basically wearing like a V for Vendetta t shirt, smoking a cigarette. And Jack Hawks. There's just so much you have to look forward to, and I, 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 I think the anarchy of it and the madness of it is perfect for Gun to just go mad. And with Gun doing it, I don't mind that it's a movie. Do you get what I mean? I, I just think he has that perception. So mm-hmm. that's yeah. I don't mind if it's Gun. If Gun is, what I should say? I hope that Gun is leading this movie. Because um, we don't know that it could be somebody else, but I, I, I have confidence in his direction and his choices um, <laughs> that it's going to be going to be a wild ride. So, yeah, I think I, I literally after the authority, I, I, I zoned out because I just I shouted it. I shouted to my husband, and he, even he was dumbfounded what we just heard. He's like, what? And it's like it's it's like. It, it, it's like in my lifetime I saw, mm. I've seen some things but in my lifetime some of the things that I didn't think I'd ever see or hear in a cinema I'm seeing and it's just getting better so yeah the authority had the other ones looked interesting to me uh, works of Waller looked the most interesting to me but the, the, the authority I think all three of us have lost our shit on the authority mm. Yeah. so um, I guess this is yeah I mean we, we, we could talk about this all night but I do want to kind of uh, do something else. What I, what I first off want to say, well, other than thank you for your for your thoughts, guys. Um, I want to say that I would like in the future to do a whole recap around Last of Us, um, or go through my thoughts on Last of Us because I, I, there's so much, and I I feel like I'm gonna be doing it every week. So I'm, I feel like I just want to at the end I'm just gonna do a whole Last of Us thoughts feelings assessments yeah so everything it, yeah. else because but mm, j- yeah. there's just so much i do I, I, will, I will i will watch it but i'm just i'm not i'm not ready yet i I'm mean not... as someone said the bar for the bar for video games like in films the thing was in hell mm. the bar was low but my god has this sailed this th- yeah and I can't handle doing this a week after week. So I just, I think I'm going to need to do it. And when it's done, I'll come and go give my thoughts, feelings and, and through tears. That's why I'm waiting. So, yeah. But 
So today's not about The Last of Us. However, I have been uh, thinking about. So I'm going to submit to the my my learned my learned brethren in, in this council of of siblings here. Um, I want to talk about a perfect scene in gaming. Because already in Last of Us, I mean, the intro to Last of Us, I mean, John Hanna making a making a welcome comeback from the mummy days. It was a beautiful thing that he that he did just to lay those points. And Pedro Pascal, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop. But it made me think about perfect scenes in gaming because I think when we've seen a lot of the trailers and stuff, we've seen a lot of really good encapsulations that's been lifted from the game and the present in the series and they've done really well so far that i've seen so it made me think about the about perfect scenes in gaming and the kind of scene that you can't like if you, they transfer it to another medium you can't do without it you get what i mean mm-hmm. like it can't be missing so i thought about it and i feel like i hopefully i i, I can do this you know I'll do, I'll do another set of these, but my first thoughts was around the American West. And do you know that the American West was only a 20-year period in history? Really? You know? Yeah, only, it's only 20 years. Mm, and um, the era of cowboys and shootouts was basically in terms of time a blip. But the impact, you know, it still ripples out from black hats to white hats and shootouts and saloons and sex mm-hmm. workers and whiskey. You know, when we're talking about things from Bonanza and Outlaws, Casey Wells, Deadwood, Blazing Saddles from Rockridge. And just, you know, to this day, we saw trying to capture that tiny time. <clears throat> and we still learn more, you know, we still learn more about who was there, who did what, you know, and the vision behind it. So it, of course, led me to submit to this council that I think one of the most perfect if anything I think I'll, I'm going to state a the perfect scene in gaming is the Mexico ride in Red Dead Redemption the first one and I'd like to talk about it if you would have me do that you don't really have a choice that didn't exist. yeah that's it yeah well I'm, I'm tough um I I saw it by accident because I saw my husband playing it and so, uh, full disclosure, Red Dead Redemption is not usually my kind of game. Because it's like the whole... Ugh. But one thing I've got to say is the voice of John Marsden. My God, that thing is... That, that, that voice is a thing of beauty. And it, it, it encapsulates... It draws you in. And um, I was watching... I watched this halfway through. And I saw this amazing scene. And I, I think I couldn't even believe what I was seeing. Because it just looked so good. It just looked so... I think I thought for a second like that this can't be real. And the thing is, there are so many other... When you sit down and look at gaming, there are so many other things like that. There are so many other feats of genius that you're almost like, is this real? Or is this is this a, is this a, a film? Is this a, a TV show? What is this? this? This is gaming. You've come from the Atari to this. And I... Yeah, I just started... Um, I, I just I couldn't stop. I was just watching this bit, and then I and then it was the end. So I was like, "Wait!" And my husband was like, "Yeah, you you kind of it's the beginning bit." And I think the 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 thing about the the little you know that run that part is that you can miss it. Um, 
I'm gonna put um I'm gonna put it in the, descri- in the in the description of this podcast for those who haven't seen it. And I know that some people will hear us talking about gaming and they might go, oh, and switch off. But the whole point of this podcast has always been to engage, to highlight, to show you different things you may not have thought of. So I would urge you to click on the link and just chill out and just watch this beautiful piece of of amazing amazing visuals and amazing sounds um i take it both of you played red dead redemption yes mm-hmm. or, or, right so yeah. you know this the only thing i'm talking about yes mm-hmm. the thing is is that you can miss it yes uh also you have to get the right uh things to get it you have to have i think you have to definitely hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You get a new horse to get this 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 ride. I miss it in my gameplay. To be fair, yeah, a lot of quite a few people have did miss it in um in their gameplay, and um I just I actually found it and 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 watched it, and I I remember I think the thing I like because. What I didn't realize is that, um, you know, that gamers and developers have, have found ways to try to to mask um, transitions and to mask the fact that, like, the next things are loading. So the most notorious example of that is Mass, the Mass Effect um, elevator or lift. Oh, yeah. That whenever you're basically in a lift in, in the Mass Effect, it basically means that the next is loading. It's a loading screen, actually. And the same in Batman, when you're going, like, through the rock that you're that's basically the loading screen equivalent mm. they're trying to find a way to make that you know without without interruption and what i didn't realize is that red dead redemption was like the first for rockstar one where they could have transitions that were so tiny 
that if you notice when you're playing it, that you can come from a cutscene and there's a minimal bit where John will just move a certain way to indicate he's ready. So it's almost seamless. And since Red Dead, they've always done it. Because usually in Rockstar games, what happens is that between a cutscene and you playing, they would go to black. Mm, I should remember. And the that, funny yeah. thing is, I never realized. I was, like, I was like, "Oh God, that is actually true." Because mm. it would always just cut to black, and you go to think. They wanted to find a way to do it, so the team worked on a way of 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 doing that. And I just kind of had to. I was looking into this and just, you know, kind of interrogating myself and interrogating this and doing a bit of research. And I got a quote from uh, Rob Nelson, who worked at uh, Rockstar. Oh, I hope still works at Rockstar North. Uh, was a co-studio head, but he was also art director. And he said that um, when he watched this scene, his actual quote was, I'd never heard or experienced anything like that before in a game. It was so unexpected and it captured the moment. It did something that you wanted games to do, but didn't know you wanted them to do. It's one of those moments where something you didn't know happens and it makes you feel like a kid, like you're experiencing the magic of games for the first time. And when it happens on your own game that you know a lot about, you just feel really proud and lucky to be part of such an incredible team. And for those who don't know, so uh, it, it te- I think the I think the link I'll probably leave is it's after a mission where you basically get a you help a guy, you help an Irish guy, and he says, you know, John, like you know, you're a bastard, but I like you or something like that. And then Jose Gonzalez is far away starts with these chords and you get on your horse and you just ride and you ride to Mexico ride to Mexico and it is just absolutely perfect it's the perfect encapsulation of graphics of execution of style of emotion um because you've you've been so far on a journey with John uh you like him he's you know endearing and this music is playing and it just honestly it breaks you and rebuilds you and it's a genius moment and I, I, if anybody ever said to me video games aren't art i always bring out this and say tell me this is not art um and it, i just focus on the most beautiful important uh scenes in gaming and if they ever did it, they'd have to. They'd have to bring that in. There's no way that could ever be left out. I think Finger Fans would riot if they ever did a Red Dead for HBO and <laughs> then didn't have this scene in it because it's just so beautiful. And I love that a game can bring you something more, something meaningful, something deep, and make you think and feel. And if even the creator is like, I was, I was art director and I felt some things and I came home and played it and I, I cried. And I know there's an equivalent in Red Dead Redemption 2. And maybe I'll cover that on another day. Mm. Um, and I know there are other fantastic scenes, but this one is the one that I always go back to. And there are people who kind of say things like on Reddit where they're like, I didn't realize how good this game was until I saw this moment. Or people who've missed it and gone and watched the video. Or people who've come across it again and was like, I just... Because it's everything. It's the vastness, the expanse of the area, the isolation. It's all of it. I could literally go on forever about how amazing it is. Um, but I'll leave it for you to, to watch and enjoy. And I hope you do. Um, wow. But that's my submission and my little rant about 
about Red Dead Redemption 2 and the ride to Mexico and why I think it's one of the greatest scenes in all of gaming. Oh, you made me want to replay the game now. After <laughs> well, you can and you should. I mean, you know, John Master's a bloody good character. Um, <laughs> you know, I think I, I even did some research when I was saying about they didn't know how to how to kind of in John White was kind of one of the last things they would they put together because they weren't too sure how to put him because he had all these like influences and there's a way they wanted to but by the time they kept adding things and adding things he became John Marston someone that you're, you're kind of like oh I, I don't know but but you know and you start to like him and you start to love him and then of course the end happens and I'm, I'm not going to spoil it but mm. we just no, did cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't say what, what happened and how and why mm. but John is John is one of the is is a fantastic character. I think it's it's one of the geniuses of Rockstar. They really do get the right actor for the right job and bring out the best. I know we've we've done already. A, you know, a shout out to some fantastic voice actors that have come through. But um, Rockstar do have a really good gift where they tend to get really, really, really good people to encapsulate and bring characters to life. You know, and it's an amazing thing because um, I was watching. Uh, I was watching Marvel Half play um, Legion, Watch Dogs Legion, and I just was like struck by. I remember this was supposed to be like the final vision, you know, like the whole you can jump to person to person, and it's like, yeah, but that's the thing. It still feels quite empty, you know. I mean, I know there are issues around Watch Dogs in general, but I always feel like a bit more attached to a character when I can hear them and imagine them. You know what I mean? As opposed to just being an avatar. Yeah. I can't agree with that. I still I'm still mourning my favourite person dying in Watch Dogs Legion. That was, that oh, was Sally. Large. Rest in peace, Sally Pearson. Oh, R.I.P. Sally. But um yeah, that was just my little observation. <laughs> uh and I hope that I can do more of these where I just kind of take a moment and say this is why this is excellent. Or this is why this is shit. Which might be the case. But um yeah. Check out Last of Us, please, people. It is. Oh, I know the bar is in hell, but I think with this, I think a lot of a lot of our wishes have come true with what yeah. we wanted and wanted to see, and I think it's been a really good decision to flesh out some NPCs in that rather than just keep it to the people that we know. Mm-hmm. It's take out to go. Who are we going to actually flesh out? Because we. You know, it isn't a game. It is a series. It's an HBO series. So you, you want that depth to push the story along. And it, 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 it yeah. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll cover that in a future episode. The one thing I have to say about The Last of Us, anyone that's seen it, episode three. Now, we here at this podcast are a massive fan of the work on one Mr. I've got to say his name. Help me out, sis. Help me out. What, Nick Offerman? Yeah. Thank you. I knew you know who exactly who I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. If this mm. man does not get nominated for his performance, then something's wrong with the world. Well, there is something wrong with the world, to be honest. There's something wrong with the world. There's many things yeah. wrong with the world, to be fair. But, you know. many, but, <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, and then, but then things with horror or horror elements tend to get overlooked. Mm. So I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't. Do you get what I mean? Because yeah. it's notorious in a lot of, like, in a lot of, you know, other than, like, specialised things to do with horror that things that are either horror or horror adjacent, people act in them, direct them, what have they get overlooked because it still gets dismissed as a kind of, ugh, you know, and I've already done my horror rant for the year. I don't think I'm going to do that again. So I wouldn't be so... I have you done your horror rant for the year? Halloween's like down the road, sis. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. 
<laughs> it was a setup. Of course, I'm gonna do more horror. Um, but yeah, I so so big man. I'm sorry. I would be surprised if if he did get missed. I hope he doesn't. Uh, but, I, but I wouldn't be surprised. Do you know what I mean? Shout out to Nick Offerman. Oh, look, meet You know what's been nice? It's been nice to see a lot of people that I follow, like on YouTube and stuff, who have been tense and nervous to be almost in tears, being like, "Guys, it's good. <laughs> Guys, it's okay. You can watch it." As opposed to like, fire the torches, get the pitchforks. <laughs> Neil, we're coming. <laughs> Honestly, I, I, I was I was frightened for Neil Druckmann for a bit because it was getting tense. It was getting very tense, especially in the face of, of the last atrocious Resident Evil. Oof. You know what, though? I, I, I can't say anything. I mean, uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to say. There's nothing else I can say about that series so and far. And this is why I feel like we, we can do it when it's done. Let's yeah. just do a roundup when it's done and go through our emotions with it because, yeah. But, um, yeah. So I, I, I guess that's me and my ranting self done for today. Are you and sure? I'm still kind of, you know, I'm st- but I'm still kind of shocked that, we got, that authority was mentioned. I'm still shocked. I still feel like this can't be real. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not going to say anything more about it until I, until I hear casting. Mm. Casting is key, but you know what? This always brings me back to us years ago having conversations about the authority and saying, Oh, can you imagine the authority we ever get to turn into a team? You're like, Yeah, right. uh, that's never happened. That's never gonna happen. Yeah, we used to laugh at like, that. Because yeah, we're talking about when it was like, I think it was at its peak during like 9 11. Yeah. And, yeah. and oh, obviously, God. with authority, a lot of the fights destroyed cities. So I was like, oh yeah, that's, ne- that's not going to be, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. So, but we need to do an episode on the top 10 things we said would never happen actually happened. And <laughs> there's a lot. Because mm. I think we could do, I think we could do a top 10 things that we said would never happen. And, or we'd never see, or they never had the guts to pull off. And uh, we, we were wrong. Um, also, also wrong. <laughs> so so wrong for some of them i was like for real we we got that mm-hmm. right hand up left hand tilting down i apologize <laughs> so wholeheartedly to the masses you proved me horribly wrong and um, i thank you for it i mean some of them weren't good we we didn't say that we just said they wouldn't happen mm. big distinguisher so i think when we do do that um, my, my big disclaimer is we never said good we just said they'd never happen there's a big difference <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely one for the forthcoming matters. On that note, I think I should probably shut shut the hell up and uh, say thank you for letting me bend your ear for the best part of a good while. <laughs> and uh, yeah, unless you find gentlemen have anything to say or to add. Um, yeah. mm, do I have something to add? Gaming scenes that if they did a film, I would love to see it. Actually, yeah. What's that? Okay, so you guys know I'm into my Souls games. Mm-hmm. So Dark Souls, Elden Ring, Demon Souls, all that jazz. Yeah. Now, one of my favorites out of them is um, Bloodborne. Yeah. Now, there's a part in the DLC which is called The Hunter's Nightmare, or The Old Hunters in the DLC, as it's called. Um, you meet a boss called um, called Ludwig. And he's this big, mutated, giant horse thing 
it's it's uh it's hard to describe um and you're having this epic fight as you do you're this tiny little hunter um and you're and he's this gigantic two-story building of a man or a creature yeah. and you get into the second phase and that's a scene where he just passes out and it turns into a whole full-blown cut scene and then he realizes he has a sword and he starts talking to the sword and it's just it's probably one of the probably one of my most favorite scenes in a game period due to the, especially in souls games because it's it everything is turned up to 10 in epicness like the music in dark souls in dark souls in general especially in bloodborne is very oh, operatic and very like oh. dramatic and you're like boom, boom, boom. but then like the song just kicks up to 10 when he gets his sword because you literally like you're seeing him look at his glowing blades and he starts saying oh you're with me this whole time my guide like my guiding moonlight which is the sword name of the sword it's called the moonlight great sword and he, he actually poses for the camera looking like a bloody album cover by wu-tang and <laughs> then, then then the beat of the sun just drops boom 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 and then like you're in he's just turned up to he's turned up to 10 as well he's gotten stronger he's faster he's got new abilities he has a sword that's taller than you it just everything is just it's just improved by this one transition real cut scene and a harder boss and it's just like if I, like i did a, i did a gameplay of it it's on my youtube channel it's a kind of, it's a kind of, it's a kind of we'll link in the description <laughs> Thank you. But um, but yeah, but I'll definitely say that that's probably one of my favorite scenes in most in games because it's just like if I could ever see that in a like if I ever could see a a Souls game in live action, like in my mind it would have to be like a silent film in a sense because your character because obviously the character you have is made from scratch you don't have really a voice other than the pains and the, the screams you make when you die, and I would like to see it like I would like to picture your main character like that how Nicolas Cage was in um Winnie's Wonderland Wonderland. yes because he didn't say a single thing for the whole film yeah I got respect to it I got respect to it I mean granted it was was kind of silly but at the same time it's like I kind of want that for that for for for, um it would work for a Dark Souls character because obviously a character the whole idea is that with your character it's you you see yourself through that character and I think that would probably, I don't know how, how I think it would probably would work really well for live action personally, but that's just me. Well, to be fair, I saw, I went to the opera the other day. Posh cow. Uh, who the hell do I think I am? Uh, uh, boy, please. Uh-uh. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, it was true, £28. It wasn't that much. I mean, oh, you big high. spender. I know. Ching. <laughs> um, but yeah, me and a friend, Chad Sasha, went to see Magic Flute. And the thing about Magic Flute is you know the music, it's familiar, because the beginning music is the beginning music to Trading Places. So that's how you know the Magic Flute. Yeah. And there is a part in Magic Flute where this character is like going through these trials, let's say, and I literally wanted to take a picture and say to Brav, Brav, this is Dark Souls. Like, quite literally, this is Dark Souls. Because the character has these two huge huge i don't even know what in armor and the door that this man pushes it just looks like he's about to go in for a boss battle and i was like and the smoke coming out of the door i was like this is dark this is dark souls (laughs) so 
it was terrifying, but yeah, uh, but interesting. I had I had a very very good uh, very good time, but yeah, it's very Dark Souls adjacent. So okay. yeah, I have one. You got thing. one, yeah, just one. And <laughs> sorry, no doubt this will happen some point soon. Mm. Now I'll set you the scene. I was playing this game, and the game just pretty much started, and I wasn't expecting a borderline boss battle soon as the game started. Now, bruv, you can relate to this. If I say to you, God of War. <laughs> yeah. If I said to you, have you described it, the guy that looked like Colin, Conor McGregor? Yeah. Yeah, he was Conor McGregor. Boulder was, was the Conor McGregor of God of War. Yeah. He literally was in build and tattoos and everything. Mm. Yeah. That fight sequence... Even thinking about it now gives me goosebumps. It was probably one of the best video game super, superhero fights you could have in, in the game. Yeah. Really good. To be fair, only Ragnarok has beaten that. Yeah, but it had to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I got to say, it had to because that first fight, especially when it's going, I, is it, wait, I feel nothing. Yeah. yeah. I don't feel anything. I'm like, I just put you through a mountain. <laughs> don't tell me you didn't feel it. Imagine someone going, yeah, and? Like, what? I just, <laughs> Yeah, I, imagine like so you doing some Avengers level destruction, and then someone just dusts off their color and goes, "And <laughs> was that supposed to hurt?" Because it literally didn't tickle. I'd be like, "What the? I don't feel anything." And it's the fact that for a second, you're like, "Dude, are you are you are you on the ropes?" Because I'm, I, I, I we didn't start the game doing the burial for you to be buoyed like this. And that's, I, oh, that's how I'm not gonna lie. That's exactly how I felt. I got disrespected from the minute I turned that game on for that fight. <laughs> I'm sorry. When when I'm respectful, <laughs> it was. I'm screaming at my figures because they're in so much pain from button configurations and me beating this man. For him to stand up, crack through a rock, and laugh at me. I remember this is two a.m. in the morning. I'm playing this. I am screaming. At the TV, die, motherfucker, die. This man won't go. And I'm at a point where I thought, I was like, you can't boy me in five minutes of this game and I lose. Yeah, that's how I felt. felt In front of your son, in front of your seeds. Oh, man. Oh. I explained to my sister, she's like, what's the matter? I said, this game is bringing me to a dark place and it's just started. I had to shut the door, barricade myself, have a stiff drink. Someone (laughs) had to go. Eventually, when I got past that stage, I took a massive sigh of relief, but I thought, this is going to get... I was vexed. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was vexed when I was done. I was like, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that. I'm, I, don't, I don't like that. And you, boy, shut up. I don't need no stupidness <laughs> from you. Die. See, look at you doing that. You're getting emotions. That's <laughs> right there, and I thought, I shouldn't be tested like this. Like, those who, I actually felt like, is this game taking the piss out of me? You you dis- you, you disrespecting me already. I've just invested forty five pounds yeah, <laughs> to be laughed at. Yeah, that's how I felt. The game was getting to me on the level. But so it's when he goes, I thought you'd be a challenge, but no. It's like oh, you're thinking, I'm beating your ass. What are you talking about? I've just crushed your face. Look. <laughs> there's an imprint in gravel. Look at that. I thought you'd be a challenge, but no. I still don't feel anything i'm like then you have a psychological problem and i'm not a therapist why are we here 
boy, shut up. <laughs> oh, but yeah, hearing your reaction just brings just bringing it all back. It's too no to make me feel like that, let alone soon after the game is starting. It's so I'm 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 not gonna say that the equal opposite to that is alien isolation to terror. No, because like, no, 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 I no. think we I think we should stop because I'm like then we have to go down in this rabbit hole. No, of, no, no, I'm sorry. Look, I, the equal I, opposite I, frustration I, of God of War is alien isolation when you realize that the alien is listening through your gamepad. Yeah. That's when you're like, oh, what? Connect. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's as the Uso will say, one and done. Yeah, <laughs> I learned that the hard way and never, <laughs> never will be done again. Lockdown! <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I think we should call it a call it call it the night. Bring it to a close. Sounds say good. A, say peace out. Thank you again for your ears, for your time, and for your everything. Um, you can find us on Instagram. For a minute there, I literally was like, "What?" The? <laughs> you can find us on Instagram at messed up. You can find us if you look really hard. Very tr- no, not that hard. You know, just put in messed up pod and you'll find us. So messed up pod on Instagram and messed on Twitter. And if you'd like to email us, give some feedback, recommend some things, you can email us at sentyoudavengers at gmail.com. Bruv, what's your socials? You can find me on Instagram, Twitch, and TikTok on the Instant Classic underscore gaming. And you can also find me on YouTube on the Instant Classic K underscore KB, where I post videos weekly. Big man, what about you, brother? I can be found on Twitter at war3782. And on the gram at Mr. Underscore Roberts Underscore B1. As always, take care. It's been awesome to do this. And my very best to you. Take Boy. it easy. Boy. Boy. Later. Have a good evening. Take it later. And that's why we're messed up. Produced by the St. Jude's Avengers, edited by Instant Classic Gaming, and music produced by Box Room Music. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.